truly appreciate each and every one of you making it out to the house of God this evening and also those watching online with us. We truly, truly appreciate that. Before we get going this evening, how many believe that God is omniscient and He knows everything? He knows what you're going through tonight. He knows what you've been going through. So in saying that, let's pray. Close your eyes. Father, we thank you that you have assembled, assembled us here tonight together as your people. And God, you're going to speak to us clearly. You're going to remove, Father, any oppression, any confusion, any depression, Lord, any manipulation that the enemy may be casting upon your people. And to not let the entrance of your word bring light tonight, God. We are believing, Father, that people would be set free. Minds would be cleared. Hearts, Father, would be set. Father, once again, at the right place. And so, Father, we honor you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. All right. I would like to share a message with you entitled, Identity and reality. And before we, we go there, I'd like to ask you a question. Have you ever been, you and your friends, have you guys ever been asked or referred to place, let's say a restaurant, some eatery, and I say, this is the bomb place. This is great. This is like the happening place. So you bring your crowd, you bring your posse, you bring your group, and then you go there, you eat, you Spend all kinds of money. And then you say, hey, how, how was it? And then you don't get a consensus. I'm saying, eh, all right. And there are some that are loving it. There are some that are digging it. What takes place at times is that there's preference that's involved. There's our likes and dislikes. And sometimes culturally that takes place. But also what takes place, not just in that kind of scene is that what's going on inside internally, it also causes you and I to make those decisions and make those statements. So we're going to read our verse and then we're going to give a background to it after that. The book of Numbers chapter 13 verse 33 out of the American Standard Version. And there... We saw the Nephilim, the sons of Enoch, who come of Nephilim, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Just a quick breakdown of that chapter, verses 1 to 3, there is the sending of the spies. And the Bible says, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. Verses 4 to 16. Then the men are chosen from each tribe. And I would like to believe that those that were chosen were great representatives of their tribe. These were leaders. That's verses 4 to 16. 17 to 20, in that same chapter, Moses, he gives them the commission, the, the spies, and tells them where to go. Tells them to go to the south. Go up way into the south and go up to the mountains, commissions them. 
verses 21 to 25, the 12 spies are in the promised land. They're there. They're scoping on the land. Then they came to the valley of Eshkol, and there, and there cut down a branch with one cluster of grapes. They carried it between the two, between two of them on a pole. They were that huge. And so now they're in the promised land. Verse 26 to 29, then they give the report of the land. And we've heard quite a few sermons on this where they gave an evil report. They gave a bad report. Verse 30, thank God for men like Caleb who gives his version because of what was going on in him. Divided opinions, but here's a man because what was going on in his life, how he sees God, he says these words, and Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession. For we are all able to overcome it. 31 to 33, the men continue to give their bad report. And that's where we pick up our verse. Verse 33, there we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, came from the giants and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Let me speak to you briefly tonight regarding identity. One of the most important things to know and also to keep as we're walking in this journey with Christ on our way to our promised land, on our way to the great things that God has for you and I, is that you and I, we need to continue to know and to keep, understand, believe who we are. What our identity in Christ is. We must and have to know who we are in Christ. And we have to hold on to that identity. Do you agree to that? In this world that we live in, which is filled with confusion, uncertainty. Obviously this pandemic, the coronavirus, vaccine or no vaccine. Vaccinate or no, or don't vaccinate. Vaccinate or terminate, is that what they're saying now? It's a world of division. It's a world where identity loss is prevalent. People are losing themselves. People are losing who they are. The generation that we're living in now is a generation, to me, it's a, a generation of non-identity, or I'll make up my own word, misidentity, of people misunderstanding their identity. Boys and girls are no longer sure of their identity. There's so much, so much confusion now that identity of individuals, I'm sorry, is just not clear. In today's world, the reality is that there's an opaqueness, a darkness. It's not clear when it comes to identity. However, in the very beginning, things were very simple. Very clear. Genesis 5-2. The Bible says, He created them male and female. And He blessed them and named them mankind on the day when they were created. If you were to Google how many gender identities there are, it gets pretty scary. You ever done that? 
You can look, I'm sure, you know, Mr. Google, Pastor Google, as some may say it. Uh, you know, differing, again, once again, different opinions. I've seen 112 variations to 100 to 72, 64, 58, 37. There are those that are agender, someone who sees themselves as genderless. There are those that believe in two spirits uh, or they identify with both male and female. There's just all kinds of uh, uh, loss of identity, mixture of identity. But for you and I to remain, here's the word, for you and I to remain strong for the Lord, we must know our identity and who we are in Christ. Are you with me? Do you agree with that? We need to know what we stand for in the eyes of the Lord. We need to know what the Word of God stands for regarding our identity, who we are, what He says who we are according to His Word. A strong and true identity comes from knowing what God says who we are. What He says who we are, our identities in God. Not our self-image. Not what the world says. And many times not even what we believe what our identity is. Romans 8.37, we are more than conquerors. Psalms 139.14, I praise you because I am wonderfully and fearfully made. Your works are wonderful. Colossians 3.1-14, it says that we are heavenly minded people. That's where our minds, that's where our affections are. And that's who we are, that's our identity. We are not in this world. We're not of this world. Church, we are people that are heavenly minded, Christ minded. Second Timothy 1 verse 7, it speaks of our citizenship in Christ. Bible says we are the salt of the earth. Bible says we are the light of the world. And those are our identity in God. We also must understand that our identity is that we're lovers of God first. Before we are workers of God. Those are some of our identity. True reality is that we must hold on to who we are according to what God says we are. True identity is who we are as God sees us according to His Word. According to how He created you and I. On the other side, we can see ourselves according to our self-image. And our self-image is how we see ourselves. We may have a low self-esteem. We can see ourselves in a different way from how God sees us. Two diametrically different opposite identities. God speaks highly of us. He describes us highly. We're highly favored. Through his word and through his thought, thoughts, we are to believe who we are. Not so much how we feel about ourselves. Especially when we're going through seasons and feeling things. Our identity becomes much lower our estimation of ourselves, if we base it upon our self-image, it just goes down. In our text, 1333 of Numbers, 
And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, who come of the giants. And we were in our sight as grasshoppers, as we were in their sight. The living Bible says these words. And we saw one of the Anakim there, descendants of the ancient race of giants. We felt like grasshoppers before them. They were so tall. This passage has been written there about a year removed from their bondage and slavery in Egypt. God is doing a work within their lives and God is putting things in them as he's extracting, removing things in them. Now, it's a walk of faith. Now, it's a life, lifestyle of faith. And in that year, God had been doing some things in them. And as they come to and they've entered this promised land... Uh, some of these men, and again, as I say, these were men leaders of these different tribes. Uh, and then they had a bad report. But there was a man by the name of Caleb uh, who was, uh, we all know he had, Bible says he had a different spirit. Uh, but I believe there was also something different going on in his life, in his identity. He knew who he was uh, in God uh, while these other men may not have. They may have still believed in formerly how they were. And I believe there's times in our lives where as we're in this journey, we need to hold on to how God, what God has been telling you and I, who we are, instead of holding on to how we believe we are, our self-image, our, our low self-esteem, because church, that identity is not God's identity for you and I. Instead of seeing ourselves through the eyes of God, we see more of ourselves through how we feel, how we think. Again, it comes through our self-image. We know the scriptures, the book of Proverbs, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The word heart, depending on the text and the scripture, you don't think with your heart you think with your brain and what's happening here is sometimes how we feel who we are and what's taking place where our internal reality becomes our external reality where our internal reality becomes our external reality we begin to express what we're internalizing and our identity of who we are, what's taking place within our lives is because of our internal reality. There are reasons that we need to continue to fight for our true and real identity. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, Word of God says these words. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish what? Strongholds. Verse 5, let's just go there really quickly. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. The word stronghold in the original language, in the Greek, as it was written, is the word fortress. 
fortress. It could be an area in which someone is held in bondage or in prison due to a certain way of thinking. Follow me. Our perception or people's perception of themselves through their own lens, through their own self-image can become a bondage. It's a lens that have been forged, formulated, contrived from life experiences, tragedies, events of life, hardships, disappointments, our upbringings. It can skew our the lens of how we see ourselves and we arrive to this self-image that is contrary to the reality of our true identity according to the Word of God. Are you following me? One of the things that Pastor Danny says, if you catch him, we all have phraseologies, we all have things that we say, pastors and people that preach. One of the things that Pastor Danny says, can we get real? Can we get real? So I'm going to borrow that real quick. Can we get real? At this point, can we get real? Has this ever happened to you? I, you know, guys, whenever we preach, this thing is going both ways. We're exposing ourselves as well. We're preaching from our heart, our experiences, our things that we go through. Um, has this ever taken place? You're having a good time. You're with a group. You're with your family, family, family friends, or what have you. And then all of a sudden, things just goes quiet. This goes quiet. Why is that? Because either something was said incorrectly, wrongly, something was perceived, picked up, wrongly. And what happens is somebody got sniped. The stronghold, because someone said something, it opened up wounds, it erected the fortress, everything's just quiet. Because of what words were said or whatever event took place, it triggered an identity that has, someone has believed about themselves and this identity has now become a stronghold. It's permeated their being, it's permeated their soul, it's permeated their entire whole being where God is saying, you know, you're not that way anymore. You can change, you can change at this, as of this moment. You can try, I've got you, I've got your back, you will change, you're going to change. The ability to change is here. You should not act that way anymore, but because of the self-image, because of how we believe and how we look at ourselves, boom! The behavior pattern, 
Because, again, our identity and reality of who we really are sometimes have not been fully merged according to what God says we are. There is a lot of identity theft taking place. One of the most prevalent crimes that's taking place all over the world is this identity theft. You've got phishing scams, debt collection scams, foreclosure, relief scams. How, how many have tried to scam grandma, grandpa? They call them, they're vulnerable. Grandparent scams, mail fraud, mortgage scams. I'm here to encourage all of us. We as Christians, we're always a target for identity theft. And we need to be constantly on alert and be aware that our enemy is trying to steal our identity. Many years back, uh, fell into this identity theft. If you've ever fall into this, it, it's madness. It's not good. It does not feel good. My children, especially my daughter, every time we go to the gas station, I always try to go inside. I don't pay at the pump because uh, this is exactly what took place. I figured out, I figured out my steps, how I was caught into this uh, theft. I went to a gas station, you know, did the car thing. This is way back when, you know, you guys can do the Apple Watch. You just buy contactless uh, uh, cards. It was, you know, we had to insert it. And I thought, so they would put, put skimmers, they're called skimmers. And then I had put gas in the car. And then later on in the day, I looked at my balance and it's like it depleted. I go, I didn't charge that. And then I looked about an hour later and it went down some more. A couple of hours later, it was like it just kept being depleted and I see charges from different parts of the city not cool everything was just depleted everything was just good. and I'll say this it was a church account I'm wondering tonight if there's been any identity theft taking place lately. Anyone feeling like you're not who you are anymore? Anyone feeling like you're not who you believe you once were at one time? Anyone feeling a loss of who you are in Christ? Anyone experiencing a depletion in your spiritual account? It seems like perhaps lately, the past month, two months, three months, perhaps several months, perhaps the past year, your account is being withdrawn, your spiritual account is being depleted, withdrawn, identity theft is taking place. God wants us to realize tonight, hey, we are who God says we are. Not how we're feeling, not what we think, not our self-image. And the, and the enemy is just constantly on the prowl, scheme, scheming, skimming, 
manipulating how to steal your identity. He does this through distortion. When your vision gets distorted, your dreams are falling apart, they're crumbling. Your identity gets lost. Who you are in Christ. Who you were at one time. Disorientation. If you've ever been disoriented. Anybody had, ever had vertigo? Vertigo is terrible. Terrible. Like one little move is like, oh, it, it, just the whole world is just spinning upside down. When I took my daughter to Colorado, the last hour and a half in that set, hour and a half, yeah, on that 17, oh man, hour and a half of vertigo, guys. And it was a windy road. I was like, oh. You're disoriented, and you begin to lose who you are. You begin to lose uh, what you once used to believe. Delusion, when delusion comes upon people, you know, your identity begins to go. Deception, when you're discharged spiritually, when you're not connected to the word, when you're not connected to prayer, when you're not connected uh, uh, unto God. And again, you know, there's times uh, the way I fight is, uh, you know, through the word. But one of the things I discipline myself when I start to fight is I begin to, I just have to fast. That's just one of the ways that I, you know, some of you, you, you do it through the word, you do it through, and I, I've been on this, you know, I, I've been doing my own fast, and then, you know, when you're not charged anymore, you're just depleted. Another way that, easy way that identity theft from the enemy takes place is just through comparison. When he can get you just to see what you don't have and what others have, Lord have mercy, we're all in trouble. Our hardships, common daily hardships that we go through. Who doesn't go through problems? Anyone here doesn't go through problems? Common temptations, common problems. And this is where again... Our basic scriptures, Bible says, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 13, no temptation has overtaken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful. You know, tonight, I'm wondering if there are any identity thefts that are taking place. I wonder if God is omniscient, if God is all-knowing, I'm truly wondering if God is saying, hey, you're not who you think you are through how you feel you are tonight. You are who I say you are according to the word of God. You are going to make it. Things will be okay. It is not all what you think it is. Yes, there were the Anakims. Yes, there were those giants. Yes, that was real. But there's times that we fabricate our own, you know, we make up our own stories some commentator says that, you know, they were just embellishing things as they saw who's really, what's really taking place, perhaps what's taking place in here. So tonight, the Lord wants to strengthen our identity, and he does that, that through the three things I want to give you. That's what you get when you're fasting, man. You just, mouth is dry. The Lord wants to strengthen our identity so we can continue to
be who he has called us to be. Number one, it comes from remembering what God has told us. Put that down. You strengthen who you are. You strengthen your identity. When you and I start to remember what God has told us. Exodus chapter 3 verse 8. And I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey to the place of the Canaanites. This is what God told them was going to happen, yes? Did God tell you things that were going to happen to you and for you? Exodus 3.17, and I promise. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces. This is the chapter after these men were giving the evil report in, on, on Numbers 13. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, two of them, have a different opinion. Once again, different opinions because what's taking place, the makeup of certain individuals. The son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes, and they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we passed through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, if the Lord delights in us, isn't that great? Then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Honey, Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Isn't it so great when you have godly people on your side that are like Caleb and Joshua? People that say encouraging things to you? Isn't it great to know when you've got a, a partner that's telling you positive things instead of negative things? Isn't it great when you're here, you're bummed, and then she's like, everything's going to be all right. Everything's good. doesn't even matter if you're the man. Hey, come on, guys. But she's Caleb. She's like, you know, hey, this is good. Things are going to take place. Isn't it great when we've got some Caleb's? Isn't it great when we've got some leaders and brothers? Hey, it's going to be all right. It's not all what you think it is. Uh, you know, maybe you're processing now things through your self-image right now. It's so great you know, when we've got some people that are like that. And I believe there are people like that right here, right now. You can go and encourage somebody because uh, of the makeup uh, that God uh, has put in you and you're believing. And you can also encourage others through that. Thirdly, it comes from following what God has called us to do. God has called us to do great works, good works. Ephesians chapter 2.10, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ to do good works. God wants to encourage us tonight. God wants to encourage us tonight. I want to do that again. That was kind of cool. As the platform comes up, I want to tie this in to how I spoke to you and what I spoke to you guys about the last time I spoke to you. Spoke on my flag, your flag, banners. Banners are flags. This is a Christian flag. Armies have banners. Every army has a flag with their logo on it. 
the church of Jesus has a banner, has a flag. Isaiah 13, verse 2, lift ye up a banner from a, upon the high mountain, exalt the voice unto them, shake the hand the hand that they may go into the gates of the nobles exodus 17 15 moses built an altar and called it the lord is my banner when you have a banner your banner your flag is who you are your identity there are people here this evening great men great women of god sisters and brothers young men the new generation uh, you've got an identity you've got a banner in you that's who you are that's what your makeup is uh, again like uh, alluding to what i said the last time that is who you are if you're prophetic if you believe in certain things that's your identity and that's who you are and i believe i'm asking tonight if there's anyone that is being taken for a ride your identity is being stolen who are you right now what are you you ever feel sometimes that you just want to just want to give up there are times there are times you just want to just throw in the flag there are times you just want to retreat show that clip for us
even men. Lord, these were men that were called to spy out the land from the tribe. Father, I pray that you would speak to your people through your word, not just through the emotion, but Lord God, to our spirit. For anyone gone tonight that wants to retreat, that they would grab a hold of their flag, grab a hold of who they are, grab a hold of what you've placed in them, the promises that are in them, because what you say is yea and amen. Perhaps you came in this place, you just want to give up on life, and you just need something to spark you up. Jesus is the bread of life. He's the one that can bring and fill and just that, that parched feeling that you have in your soul and your spirit. God can do that. God can feel you. Those that are watching online. If there's anyone here this evening, you're losing it, man. Feeling like you've lost it. And you need Jesus in your life. You've never accepted him as your Lord and your Savior. First time salvation. Anyone here this evening? Anyone? Those online? Watching online? Can we say a simple prayer tonight? Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you. And I believe that I'm not who I'm thinking I am right now. Jesus, I would ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. Be the Lord of my life and come into my heart. Change the way I think about myself. Change the way I believe. I believe that you rose from the dead. And because you did that, I can have salvation. Be my king and my Lord tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'm going to turn my attention to the church tonight. This altar is open. How's, how's things? How are things? Identity theft, identity theft taking place? Our identity, is it being withdrawn who we are? I'm going to open up these altars tonight. If you need encouragement, you need prayer, you just need prayer. Tonight, if you just feel that gone, just need an extra push, altars open for anyone that would want to come this evening. We'd love to pray for you.